Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome everybody to Total Health. Hi and welcome to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina Eladoc. And in the studio today we have Elena Tanova, nurse practitioner, and Dr. John Scott, um, a doctor of osteopathic medicine. And today's um, today's topic is part two of the series 13 Weeks to Love, if I'm correct. It's 13 Weeks to Love, Love and Be Loved. Right? Okay, go ahead. Hi, Rosie. We're Hi. so excited to have this topic today. And moreover, you know, for the first time, we have a guest during our emotional health talk, and that is Dr. John Scott. Um, I'm going to introduce him a little bit later, but I would like to give a little bit more insight about what it is to love and be loved. I think we have done the radio show for now for, for several years. I have been uh, the co-host for maybe a year and a half, but I am the most inspired about the topic we're going to talk tonight, to love and be loved. We all talk about love. We all do poetries about love. You know, uh, paint, uh, we can do paintings or we can do art or anything that can stimulate us to express more love. But it is like, in general, a very difficult topic to talk about it. Of course, it is very nice when everything goes well, you know, and you feel really supported by people around you. But what about if you don't feel that way? You don't feel loved. You don't feel um, supported. You kind of uh, have a life isolated life, or maybe you live far away from the rest of the world. And so we're going to touch on those important moments because let's face it, what is more important in this life than to love and be loved? Maybe someone will say the purpose of love is to be happy, but we know happiness is not guaranteed. We get sick, we go to hospitals, um, there are graveyards, there are sadness, there are orphanage places, there are many sad places in this world. So we know happiness is not guaranteed. Somebody might say um, the purpose of life is to be holy. We know even if we try to be holy with God's help, still it cannot bring the joy that, uh, you know, we are meant to experience in life. Maybe we can call other reasons and purposes in life. But the one that I kind of stop my attention the most is to love and be loved. Because when we are about to depart this world, what would really matter? How many degrees we have had? How many achievements we have done? Of course, that would matter. But it will be really important how many people we were able to love and how much we have been loved. Okay, we are going to go deeper into the topic, and I would like to introduce Dr. John Scott. Uh, Dr. Scott, we're so excited that you're here with us and that you accepted our invitation to the radio. Welcome. Thank you. And um, uh, we have his beautiful wife with us as well today. Hello. <laughs> and I thought it is very appropriate when we talk about love and being loved to have both of them together. Um, so... 
Before we go a little bit more about it, I would like to share that Dr. Scott uh, is originally from Alaska, but he is doing his uh, family medicine residency in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what I am very touched and inspired, it is that he is actually studying to be a medical missionary. He is trained to be a medical missionary. And Dr. Scott has an extensive missionary work already um, behind. And uh, he went to Indonesia where he met his wife. Am I speculating or this is how it goes? Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's wonderful. And so by all means, I can see I have worked with Dr. Scott for several weeks and I know how caring and how loving he is towards his patients. And I have witnessed how loving and caring he is towards his wife. And we would like to know a little bit more about what do you feel? How do you feel to love and be loved? But Dr. Scott agreed that today we're going to be vulnerable. We're not going to just say how wonderful it is to be in love. We know that, right? Uh, not only in the honeymoon phase, but like it's wonderful when love builds with times. And uh, the longer you live and the longer you share things together, the deeper it becomes, right? Not the other way around. But we also want to hear, you know, vulnerable moments from Dr. Scott. And he's so willing to be open up like an open book today and share things with us. Uh, so have I missed something of the introduction? Um, Would you like to add something? No, um, that was a great introduction. Thank you, Elena. And um, it, that was everything was true. But um, so I definitely spent a little time talking about what I've learned in my marriage relationship um, about loving and being loved. Um, but, you know, before that, I want to share just about different cultures that I've uh, lived in. Elena mentioned I grew up in Alaska, and um, and I also spent some time living in Indonesia. And so a little bit of the, the backstory is that, yes, I grew up in Alaska. And um, in Alaska, the, um, the, they're... Ever, there's often a, there's a lot of loving people in Alaska, but <laughs> it's kind of a lot of independent people too, and not a lot of interconnectedness. Not a lot of sometimes there's not a lot of community. This is because of the distances, like where the houses are just separated, right? Not yeah. like a small community. Yes. Um. So it's kind of because of the vast spaces there, and so that's one of the least interconnected communities that I've lived in, and I grew up there and. I, there was a time in my life when I went away to college. I went um, six hours away mm-hmm. by driving to Fairbanks, Alaska for college initially. Um, wow. And I was um, quite lonely, actually, just because I wasn't around the community that I'd been growing up in, what I was familiar with, and it was difficult to find connections. And um, so that was early in my young adult life. And um that was, I remember Thanksgiving, I, I wasn't able to go home for Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, and I was just crying and sad and um, lonely. And then, um, so within a couple of years, though, um, I'd actually came to know the Lord and um, had a church that I was with in um, Fairbanks, Alaska. And that was, I'm still in the setting of the Alaska culture, but the that was the when I had a breakthrough is when I had a a church community to surround myself with, um, and so I didn't have so much loneliness. I had relationships, um, people who I could share with, and 
um, that was one of the big steps. And so that was the first step. And then um, uh, I don't think Elena knows, but I spent six months living in New Zealand. That was oh. my first time living outside of Alaska. <laughs> Dreamland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so um, compared to Alaska, that was um, the, the much more interconnected culture. Um, I'm going to stop you here okay? because I would like to hear more about New Zealand, but I also don't want to miss the moment that you felt lonely. I just want for a second yeah. to sit there because I believe it is very important. Uh, in our lives, many times we do feel lonely. We can even feel lonely when we are surrounded by other people, right? It can happen. Um, and, and so when we are lonely, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is something wrong with us. Maybe for a season, everybody needs to go through loneliness. Because when you go through loneliness, you can appreciate more relationships, right? We don't study anything about relationships. When was the last time you had a class on relationships? And you study, <laughs> you study in a university, in so yeah. many you know, different universities. We never study about relationships. We never study about healthy communications. We just assume that we know how to do that. But guess what? We don't. And uh, sometimes we need to go through moments of loneliness. Um, Amy Carmichael says, which is one of the greatest missionaries I've ever known, she says, loneliness is prerequisite for leadership. So you have to go through moments like that in order to know how to better connect with people. And it's part of the journey of everyone. If you're walking through a path of loneliness in this season, it's not going to be always like that, but certainly it's teaching you a lesson. So we don't want to stay entirely in the path of loneliness forever. Yeah. You know, we have to find a way to communicate. And nowadays it's a little bit easier because you can connect with Internet, with uh, social media, um, not always, but you can connect somehow and reach out to other people. We don't want to stay there because, you know, research has shown that it does cause some health issues. Isolation even leads to early cognitive uh, decline. Definitely, it does. Right, and heart mm -hmm. problems and uh, just name it, more sedentary lifestyle mm -hmm. and all the lifestyle diseases. Yes. Exactly. So loneliness is a part of, it's a part of our journey. We don't have to sit there. And if you're in that moment, reach out to somebody, reach out to something, reach out to a, a pet or somebody you can give love and you can receive love from. Okay, so th that is as much about the loneliness, unless you want to share a little bit more about it uh, yeah. during the time in Alaska. Yeah, just um, like that, that first time I mentioned when I was lonely, that was... Um, before I had a real good relationship with the Lord. And since then, there have been many times where I've experienced loneliness. And um, the way I process is different because um, even when I'm lonely, like not around the right, the people that I want to be around or experiencing what I was ex hoping to experience in the community, um, I'm still able to, to talk with, with God and, and um, have a relationship with Him. Um, but sometimes loneliness is when we don't have a good relationship with him or we're not forgetting to talk with him. And so that's one thing that I've experienced compared to that one time I mentioned um, when I was a young adult to um, later times of experience. So, um, yeah, and then um, can I just go on and tell on about the New, New Zealand community? Well, of course. Yeah, so that was six months there. It was, 
I really enjoyed it because um, compared to the Alaska interconnectedness, um, I I was much more connected. And um, one one interesting way that I noticed that is because um, I had fa- Facebook friends from Alaska and Facebook friends from New Zealand. And even though I grew up in Alaska, like the most mutual friends I would have was like 30 or 40 with anyone. But even after just six months living in New Zealand, I had like 60, 70 mutual friends with um, a lot of the people there. And so that was one interesting modern way that I was able to measure that interconnectedness and really note that. Scholars are saying that we can have uh, close to 150 relationships, close relationships, or people we can reach out and people can reach out to us. And that's amazing. Uh, you already got them in several months. And uh, that, that is really amazing. And I can't wait to hear more about your journey mm-hmm. right after the break. That's the music. So we're going to go ahead and go to the break. Um, if you're on Guam and you have a question and you want to call it in, Go ahead and call it in. Uh, our number to call is 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI in Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can also send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, or Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live will be right back after the break. You may be cutting back, but there's still one way you can pamper yourself. It's called prayer. Did you know that when you pray, it's actually as if you had pulled up a chair to speak to God? Can you imagine what kind of chair that would be? It'd be comfortable, inviting, peaceful. A place you'd want to wrap yourself in all day. Like a chair at the world's best spa, but a thousand times better. So are you ready to pamper yourself today? Start praying. Just a bit of encouragement here on Joy FM. and thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111 in Guam or in the CNMI. The number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina. And uh, today on the show, we have Elena Tanava, nurse practitioner, and Dr. John Scott. Uh, who's here for a little bit on Guam with his wife, Lily. And we're talking about, today is part two of 13 of 13 Weeks to Love, and it's called To Love and Be Loved. And right before the break, we were actually talking about loneliness and interconnectedness. Yes, it is, as we said, it is very important to go through that journey so we can enjoy and appreciate life a little bit further and deeper. And we know... um, There are many ways that we can live our lives, but the one that really makes us truly feeling that we are living is when we love and be loved. 
Uh, there was an experience, I don't know if you know about that, uh, Dr. Scott. Uh, the rats were tested to see how much love they can experience. Of course, most of the studies come first with animals. And they've noticed that a mother rat uh, needs to lick her baby so they can grow and be strong. But when they take the babies away, then the babies just, you know, could not thrive. And so they were wondering, the scientists are like, why are not the babies growing? Let's try to do everything that the mother does. Okay, the mother licks the babies all the time. So let's get a brush with a saliva, similar consistency of the mother's um, saliva, and let's start just brushing the babies. And they would do that, but the babies are not thriving. And they're like, yeah. how come? We've, we've done everything. And so at the end, the scientists came with the conclusion that Actually, love is the one that makes them thrive. And uh, they cannot measure love. Uh, scientifically, we cannot really <laughs> mm -hmm. measure how love goes. But we know very well that we can thrive when we are loved. And I believe this is what happened to you. You're like a flower in Alaska when there is not much sunlight. And then you go to New Zealand that there is plenty of sunlight. And this is where you can bloom and you can grow, right? Yes, that's right. So this is how it feels, right? Uh, a little bit more connectedness, a more people, more people that you can relate to, more people that you can do hobbies with, correct? Mm -hmm. Tell us more about your life in New Zealand. Yeah, so um, I was there for six months during a study abroad, and um, I, uh, I got involved in a, in a, both in the study abroad community of people studying abroad, but also trying to get plugged in with local a local church there and that was where i really enjoyed um meeting meeting locals um we had a couple bible studies each week with the church and with the student ministries which i really got to form strong bonds with the locals in and um share their culture and their food and um just that was one of the main things about that experience which i hadn't I hadn't experienced that in Alaska, like getting together with a group every week. Um, so that was a that was like maybe my experience of being in a loving community. Um, I grew up in a loving family, but we were in a little tiny town where maybe I could I could go the whole week without seeing anyone except for my mom and dad and two oh, brothers, wow. oh, if wow. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see some wild animals <laughs> while you were in Alaska, or even that was scarce? Yes, actually, there were a lot of wild animals: <laughs> bears, moose. Oh wow! Um, Scare ones. <laughs> yeah, I, one of my hobbies was to to if it snowed and I could find fresh tracks, I would go find a moose. Oh wow! Track a moose down. Oh wow! And take yep. a picture of the moose. Yep. Oh yeah! I mean, you can always find ways, you know, to express y yourself, your creativity, and yep connect with nature yeah and so uh, I was connected with with nature that's right and with my my local family it was just when I, when I moved to New Zealand just when I um, um, ex experienced like a more interconnected cultural setting to have that the the big setting of um, lots of lots of relationships and then um a year later I actually moved to Indonesia um, after I finished my my undergraduate degree, and that was where the interconnected interconnectedness got up to a new level. Um, 
Alaska, New Zealand, and then Indonesia in the interconnectedness. And I'm going to stop you again here before we move to the next page of your life. Yeah. We'll still sit a little bit down at uh, New Zealand because this is also the time that you volunteered. You decided to stretch your hand, do more for the community, do things together with the church. And then, then this is how you felt alive. Because there is a craving in all of us, and I, I think you would agree with me, that there is a craving deep inside of ourselves, even if we have the best relationships, yeah, and even if we sure. have the best community, God has put this kind of a emptiness in ourselves, a craving that only He can fulfill. And this is actually the time you can hear God even more louder, and you can do even more things for the others. Mm -hmm. Correct? That's right. Very good. And so... Then you went to Indonesia. Things were completely different, uh, different uh, type of people. Indonesians are very loving, very caring, very m so much fun. For and sure. I can <laughs> and the food is amazing. And so how that did go for you? Yeah. So um, like going from, you know, Western culture to rural Indonesia culture, it is um, it is difficult. There's a lot of culture and environmental shock. Um, and so adapting to that took a few months, um, especially initially when I wasn't really able to communicate with everyone. After several months, I could communicate much better in the local language after I learned that. But um, that initial period because of the language barrier, it was almost like a period of separation, even though the community there is so much more integrated in people knowing and seeing each other. Um, I'd mentioned about Alaska, I could go a whole week without seeing others there in Indonesia. <laughs> even if I was like, didn't want to, I would see 50 people that I knew every day. And you'll see monkeys as well? Uh, not not <laughs> on the island that I lived at. Okay, I see. So. <laughs> oh, Komodo dragons or different type um, of animals? There's a lot of... Um, a lot of snakes, a lot of, um, but interestingly, not, not a lot of large mammals in, in that region. In that region. Yeah. And um, so what was I going to say? Um, just the, the level of connectedness. It took a little bit of culture shock for me to get used to, um, but um, the, the community there looked after my needs during that environment and so that was that was part of that was important so you got new family in indonesia yeah it's like actually whatever you live for god god always provides your friends and god never leaves you alone even if you have to be in a season with the lord alone uh, then God provides you the comfort that's right and i think uh, you have learned that uh, you know um, lesson from god that he is the one that really cherish the deepest relationship with. Because let's face it, we move places, we go to different places to live. This is my sixth country I'm living in, <laughs> wow. uh, right? Uh, different places, people come and people go, and also spouses can come. Um, also, it's not guaranteed that we will be always forever here. So the ultimate importance for us is really to have a connection with the one that created us in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so you felt that way. You felt God's connection. You felt also the connection of the Indonesian people. Tell us a few things that you learned in Indonesia being a missionary. Because it's not easy. You said you had a cultural shock. You went there. Uh, you, you, and, but it seems that you were determined that you want to continue being there because you could have 
packed and left and go For back sure. to Alaska. What kept you staying in Indonesia? Yes, and so, um, yeah, as Elena was saying, there our like relationship and with with God is is one of the relationships that's important. And um, I've had I, like in that community, I have lots of relationships with the people, but the the pace of life there also lent to having a relationship with God. Um, often in the Western world, we get really busy. And so just the, the time that I could have to um, to sit down in the morning, um, not distracted by my phone or internet, because at the place I lived at the time, there was no, there was no internet available. Uh, and um, you'd have to, to go to the city and um, like an hour drive away and then and you like rent a computer in a in a um internet cafe to check email so it's going back in time but in th- instead it's going forward in time because you have more time to spend for important things in life yes. right and so both that time plus uh, uh, what i was doing there was i was teaching primary school and piano lessons oh it was before my medical training um while I was waiting to to get into medical school for a couple of years, and so that was the teaching. The teaching the kids also was motivation to spend time learning about God, um, because that was a big responsibility um, to to be able to teach teach the kids. Um, we had a great devotion time each morning with my sec- first, second, and third grade classes, and. Um, that was one of the times where I f- feel like I was really growing and knowing knowing the Lord and feeling loved by Him. But there were also difficult times. Elena asked, "Why didn't I just leave and back pack up?" And th- there were illnesses I had, um, not feeling well, and also there was constant threats of um, of not being allowed to be there be- because of visa immigration status in Indonesia. Um, and so that was, that was also really challenging, like feeling worried, anxious about if the immigration people would come and, and randomly decide that I shouldn't be there anymore. And so that was, that was another challenging that actually weighed heavily on my, on my heart then. But through my relationship with God, the, with the positives, a lot of time and a good community, both of the, like the, the adults and plus having my, having me having a role with, with the teaching, teaching the kids that actually helped me get through that. So that was one of the multiple, multiple, the way I like to see is there's multiple um, levels of the community. It's not just one way. It's um, like the community feeding into me. I'm, I have responsibilities also to, to teach the kids. And so there's multiple reminders um, built into my life of, of how to, how to stay, stay positive and stay, feel loved while loving. Right. I mean, sometimes by loving somebody that can't pay you back, you know, it's actually how you even improve more in love. Parents don't always get the love of their kids right away, right? But they keep on investing. And love is a way that you invest in others and it comes back. 
you go to the gym and you don't get fit on the first day. You know, you go to the gym and you go to the gym every day. And the same is with love. You know, you receive love, you give love, and the more you give, the more it grows and the deeper you live. And it seems that you lived your life to the full, maybe in Indonesia, maybe in New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. And it made you to a person that no matter where you are, you can live that deep life, correct? Yeah. To love and be loved. And we'll continue with our talk right after the next break. And don't go anywhere because we're only halfway through uh, today's show. If you're on Guam and you want to call it, you have a question that you want to call in, go ahead and call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI, if you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can also send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, and via signal at 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. Uh, we're also streaming to Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash joyfm. Uh, and you can see the video that we have up live streaming. Um, don't go anywhere. Total Health Live will be right back after the break. Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them to repent. This is a 30-second Bible story on Joy FM. Let's see, a failed trip to Tarshish, a near-death experience with a storm, and now the luxury interior of a very large fish. Okay, God, I blew it. Did you see that? Repent! Visit the Book of Jonah to find out more about the God who wants us to share good news without running away. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina, and in the studio, we have Elena Tanava, nurse practitioner, and Dr. John Scott. And today we're on part two of a 13-part series that we're going to do throughout the year. It happens every fourth, right? Every fourth Wednesday of the month. And uh, it's based on Jennifer Jill Schwarzer's book, 13 Weeks to Love. And today we're talking about um, part two, to love and be loved. Right. Uh Yes. So last time, our last radio show, we were talking about the six layers. And Dr. D. DeBardelevin, he brought this concept that many times when patients are coming to our clinic, they struggle with uh, conditions on different layers. Uh, for example, if they come with a chest pain, it is not because actually the chest pain happened out of nowhere. It just happened because they have an underlying condition. That's level five. Level six is an emergency situation. Level five is because there is an underlying condition, probably a chronic condition, uh, coronary artery disease. And then 
you don't just you're not just born with a coronary artery disease. There is something that triggered you to get to that point. And that point is that there is a lifestyle uh, disease. You're not just taking care of properly for the body that you have. Something is happening that you're not eating, you're not um, sleeping, you're not doing the right things as you we are supposed to. And we all know that. But for you to have a lifestyle condition, it is because there is something going on deep inside of your soul. And most likely, this is because of social issues. Something is happening in your home. Something is uh, really bothering you. And because you can't really get away from it or you don't know how, then you go for like uh, um, foods, emotional foods, and you go for a way that you can cope with. So because of the lifestyle issues, we develop them because of social issues. And so when we have social issues, they're mainly because we have emotional issues. We have some emotional problems that we haven't solved them. We don't talk about emotional health, right? We talk about physical health, mental health mm -hmm. is very popular, um, a lifestyle medicine, but like emotional health. Did you study emotional health in school? Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a progress. Like behavioral health, like kind of courses and, and educational time. So, but like in terms of emotional health, it's, it's related, but a little different. And that's why in our radio, we decided to talk about things that nobody talks about them. Because we would like, you know, to bring that to the attention of others. Maybe in 10 years, everybody's going to talk about emotional health. But now we're kind of one of the pioneers. And so when you struggle with emotional health, it is because there are some cognitive distortions that you believe in, behavioral issues. And this is because of your mental health. Um, and because why do we have mental issues? And we do have them. And all of us, we go through cognitive distortions that we have to work on and, you know, face them and eradicate them or change them. It is because we do have spiritual issues. You know, we all struggle uh, with one or another way. No, none of us really planned their life the way we wanted it. Life turned up just differently. Um, you know, for some, it, you know, seems good. For others, not as good in this moment, but uh, we struggle with the concept of how great God is and how much God actually loves us. And I believe all of us, we have to go through a moment in which we question if, if God really loves me. Does God really um, love the people around me? Do the people around me, do they love me? And so, so we go through mo moments like that. We go through processes like that. And uh, and especially when you decide to, to get into marriage, you have to test those relationships. You have to have uh, these moments of difficulties and challenges before you, you get married. And it, the same with God. You know, the more we get to know God, the stronger our spiritual li relationship is and which makes our thought process better, our mental health better, our emotional health better, our social health better, lifestyle better, no underlining conditions and no emergencies. And so in that concept, um, today we're talking about emotional health. And I would like to know when you think, and because you're so vulnerable, uh, willing to be vulnerable, do you think that you are the right person uh, that you become to be loved or you just, you are yourself and then love come towards you? So that's a really, that's a really good question. And kind of like the title of our talk, I think it happens both ways. 
um, in that we need to we need we need to love, um, but we also just because of who we are, we're loved, um, even though whether or not we're loving and giving to um, giving to others, trying to to earn the love in return. I think that um, so. It's, so it's a mixed picture. It's a mixed picture. So you didn't become like this perfect person at one day. You just woke up and you were just perfect and everything was like in place. And then you received love from others or yeah. from God. You just, you were yourself, I guess, uh, embracing yourself with your flaws and with mm-hmm. your achievements and with your advantages. And, and love came your way. How, yeah. how, what, what would you say? Did you have to work hard? That's my question, to be loved and to love. So, y- ideally, you, um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to work hard to be loved. Uh, love should be unconditional, not conditioned on you working hard and doing things. Um, but um, sometimes in this world, it's not like that. Like, likewise, when we are the ones loving others, we should strive to do it not based on um, just loving the people who are blessing lovable. you, <laughs> lovable, who are who are near to you, um, and um, that um, we're all in a in a world where we can measure things, we can give and take, and so Elena's story mentions. Uh, brought up to an incident back when I lived in Alaska going to college. I, I lived in a house with several shared, um, a shared house with several college roommates. And there was obviously in any house, um, there's disagreements. And uh, we were having a discussion. And one of my housemates said, John, um, every, why don't you do this? Because you've been more of a taker in this house. And that was blaming me for taking more, trying to force me to, to do this. And maybe he said, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it my fair share. I don't know if that was, a, I think that was just a college roommate's perspective, maybe not the full picture. There was, there was a full, there was a little bit of more of a balance going on, but because of that, I was able to, to just humble myself and, realize I'm maybe that's the, this my friend's perspective and and I can I can serve in this way I hadn't um, maybe my friend hadn't deserved actually hadn't deserved that extra me doing this one chore or something I forget what it was maybe paying for the heating bill because the heating bill is large in Alaska um, but, but that's amazing that uh, you humble yourself. You didn't like harden your heart when he said that. You could have said, oh, you think I am the one taking, I have done so much for this house and this and this and that. This is, this is where the, the challenges are coming because we are constantly trying to prove yeah. ourselves, co- constantly trying not to be ourselves, what the others are going to say. And we just live some, some foreign life. And actually, really, the freedom comes when you're yourself and you can be yourself completely. But that's all good the way you responded to that situation. Yeah. Um, the, in, a, in any shared house, there's always dishes. Yeah. I, and um, 
going back to that house, um, like someone would put a dish in the sink and not wash it, and then of course it wouldn't be washed. And so um, I would often go and just do all the dishes um, because other people would like wouldn't understand because that's not your dish. But like for me, any dish that's in the sink is is my dish. It's it was our it's our it's, it was our dish, so it was, it was part of my house. So once it got put in the sink, it it was on me to to wash. And so just um that was one thing I learned from that earliest house. Sometimes I I haven't done the dishes too, so I'm not not perfect. But that was just an example of just living in a shared environment where you're well willing to do the small small tasks. And so that really helps. And um that we're all we're all unique, like. Maybe maybe that um, I use different dishes than my friend and end up having different kind of foods. Um, but that but we're all like still we're all valuable and we're part all part of the part of the plan. I agree, I agree. And all of us matter. You know, everybody uh, can make our own mark in this world. And this is where the beauty comes and uh, love gets more profound when we actually unite each other in diversity because I can't do everything all the time. I can't cook, for example. Um, uh, I can wash dishes, you know, but I can do something. So actually, when you are maybe in a season that you don't receive much love, I think John is giving us the answer. Reach out and look for ways that you can be loving. If you don't receive love in this moment, give love. It is surprising how all of us, we have plenty of it. And it doesn't matter how much we give, it just cannot get empty. Of course, we get through disappointments. Of course, we go through hurts. Of course, we get to moments that we feel like we want to quit. But have you ever experienced helping somebody that can least can help you or somebody that's a little bit unhappier, more unhappy than you. And so, so the light that comes, you know, uh, the joy that comes in that person after you've done something amazing, it brings so much more joy in you, yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you have done many things for uh, in Indonesia, right? Tell us some things that the Indonesian people did, uh, did for you. Yes. Um, so in the Indonesian community, lived at I didn't cook here <laughs> in Alaska I know how to cook Did all you wash the good dishes <laughs> and I rarely wash dishes occasionally I would wash my dishes and so they they cooked amazing delicious Indonesian food for me every day um for for the roughly two years two and a half years on and off that I was there wow you stayed two and a half years well on and off for two for a period of two and a half years amazing. maybe about 20 months of the two and a half Do years. you feel like a local Indonesian by now? <laughs> yes. When I'm there, I'm, I'm pretty, they, they act like I'm a local. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, I was very blessed by the Indonesian people um, willing to, one, teach me their language, um, share me tidbits about their culture, and sometimes be forgiving when I would make, um, do things that were not nice in their culture whether I knew it or not. And so they were really forgiving for me and accepting of me as a foreigner in their, in their land. So. 
That's awesome. So you were loved and uh, you were able to love. We cannot be healthy individuals without relationship and we cannot be in a relationship without our individuality. And it is so freeing when we can completely be ourselves and being embraced for who we are. Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live is just going to go to our third and last break of the day. And so if you have a question and you want to call it in, call us on Guam at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI in Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can also send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, or via Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI, and we're also streaming to Facebook. So if you want to watch, just go to facebook.com slash joyfm. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after our break. God uses kindness to bring people away from sin and back to his side. Kindness makes friends out of enemies, brings a smile to the face of a stranger, and often is the inspiration behind a return gift of kindness. Kindness leads to friendship, hatred to anger. Kindness is generous. Hostility is violent. Kindness is warm and inviting. Selfishness is cold and keeps to itself. No wonder God said love is kind. Kindness tells someone they're never alone, encourages when no one expects it, shares when others hold back. At this station, we wouldn't exist without the kindness of strangers who became friends, friends who became family, family who have become kindred spirits. The kindness of our listeners makes this inviting, friendly, and generous listening experience possible. Listeners support it. The best kind. Joy FM. And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. The number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the CNMI, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live for our last segment of the day. We have less than 15 minutes, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right back in. Yes, uh, we decided at our last... Uh, session, we're going to go deep, uh, painfully deep. Um, I, I don't know about the listeners, but we've all experienced moments at, at, you know, the deadbed of someone that we really love. And that person, what that person can tell us, there are not many words that the person can tell us when it is really at the end of the life of their life. They can't say, I wish you go and wash the dishes or I wish you go and do a degree. Um, Not those things. That person will say, I love you. I love you. I want you to continue believing, you know, in the love I had for you and just live your life to the fullness, knowing how much you have been loved by me. And so those are moments that we truly cherish because in that moment we realize that love is ultimately the most important thing and how much we try to cover it up, how much we're trying to hide our emotions, not being ourselves during our life, especially for men, it's more difficult. You know, nobody wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to open up so much and 
we stuff up our, our emotions. There is nothing more manly you can do than being yourself and being loving. We all know people that are so loving and they just, when they come into the room, they lead the whole room because they just love you and they care, truly care about you. And when they ask you, how are you? They're waiting for the answer, you know? And so I believe, uh, John, you have met amazing people in your life uh, that you can point out things to you. And because of those amazing people, sure. you have become a different person. And ultimately, I know there is one that uh, he lived for a very short time in our world, and that was Jesus. Um, he had to leave very soon. He had to suffer dreadful death, but from the cross, all the words that he mentioned were, I love you. I'll do everything for you. I will even prepare great, um, you know, houses for you in heaven, and everything I do, I do it out of love. You. Yeah, so that's a that's a really deep topic. Is like what think like th we're thinking about how Jesus died for us. He he was um he as Elena said he came and he he was here and he 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 died because of our our sin and what we need to be like in place of us and so that's that's hard and all, all of us obviously as Elena said are going to face hard times and um um cancer diagnosis or things like that in our life it's going to be hard um right now in my family my my dad he um about a week ago he went to the hospital for his first time and came out with not one but two cancer diagnoses and so oh, wow. That's why um, it's been a big topic in my family now, and um, and he's doing okay, but just it's a it's something that makes you think about um, about um, like what we should do with our time here. Um, as Alana said, like one of the best things we can strive to do is love and. Um, like then we need to know how do we love and um and so i i don't really know everyone's way to love but there's there's a lot of guidance about how we love others in in the bible and one of my favorite verses um talks about what what one of my favorite bible verses talks about what love is um and what love is not um and so that's First Corinthians thirteen, verse four to eight a. Um, I'm just going to read it here. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And so that's a that's um God's word and it's a list of things that love is and what it isn't. When I'm when I'm meditating on, on this passage one thing that I've done sometimes is um, just break break it down to what love is and what is what it is not, so it's easy for my brain to wrap that around 
because love is patient, kind. It. It does not boast. It does not. Yeah, that's that's what it not does. It's kind. Then it protects. It trusts. Hopes. Perseveres. What it doesn't do. It does. It's not envious. Not boastful. Not prideful. Doesn't dishonor others. That's a, that's a difficult one to navigate sometimes. Not self-seeking. Not easily angered. Like we want to be angered, and if someone's um, bothering us, and it's not a record of wrongs. Um, which is like um, kind of what my um, my college roommate was trying to do to me. He was trying to keep a record of maybe you've uh, because I didn't have a car. Maybe I had those. I think that was his reference to why I hadn't um, been contributing as much. Maybe I'd been had more rides done. Maybe I'd done more dishes, but they'd given me more rides, and so um, so it's not. But it's not a record of wrongs like that was going on in our relationship then. Um, love does not delight in evil, but um, as we know, love does rejoice in the truth. So those are some of the um, things I learned about um, what love is, and um, if that that's probably going to be what we think about when we're dealing with difficult things in our life. Right. I don't want you to go before uh, you say how it is to love and be loved in Indonesian. I think your um, beautiful wife, Lily, can help us. Uh, how do you say to love and be loved in Indonesian? In Indonesia? Yes, Bahasa Indonesia. Um, saya suka kamu. Oh, saya mengasihi. Untuk mengasihi dan dikasihi. Oh wow! Look at that. It sounds so so melodic, right? Yeah. So melodious. Yeah, that's the purpose. And uh, they're expecting a baby. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's something that it's gonna even congratulations further your love, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to each other and towards yeah. God. And uh, as we were talking, John, a story came to my mind. I would like to share. Um, before we okay. finish, you can prepare your final thoughts. Uh, but the story goes like that. Uh, there was, once upon a time, there was, a, it's a real story, a boy that he had problems with uh, his heart. And the parents uh, took the young boy to the hospital to see a surgeon. And when the surgeon examined, he said, well, this child is really sick. He said, I'm sorry, but the child really looks very sick. I, I see the heart has so many valve problems mm -hmm. and, you know, the vessels are not correctly positioned. I need to do a surgery. And on the day and before the day of the surgery, the child went to the surgeon and said, doctor, 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 uh, promise me that when you're going to uh, work on my heart, you're going to be very careful. He said, of course, I'm going to be careful. It's your heart. Uh, I understand that. He said, no, not because of me, because of Jesus, because Jesus lives in my heart. Mm -hmm. And if you cut my heart, you're going to, you know, harm him. So be very mm -hmm. careful not to damage Jesus in my heart. So the surgeon, of course, laughed at that. And uh, next day when he was preparing for the surgery, the little boy came like, doctor, doctor, you promised me you're going to be careful because Jesus lives in my heart and I don't want you to do anything to Jesus. And um, the surgeon was like, I promise you, I'll be very, very careful. 
And as he was opening the heart of the boy, he realized that the child really have like a terminal cardiomyopathy mm -hmm. and that the heart really cannot be saved. And he was so upset and he actually, you know, stormed out of the operating room. And before he went to talk to the parents, he knelt down and he said, God, why? This child loves you so much. He has so much love for you. And it doesn't seem he's going to leave because no matter what I do, I am not going to save his life. And he heard God calling him. He said, there was a time I had another child that I put a lot of love in into his heart. But he went into medicine and he was doing surgery and he forgot about me. And now I have to bring another child to remind him of the love I have for him. And mm -hmm. don't worry, he said, this child has a reward that I can only give him. And when the surgeon went back to the parent, the parents like, doctor, what did you see in his heart? He said, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in his heart. Well, the boy did not make it. But it's a real story because the surgeon after that decided to become a missionary surgeon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He quit and he decided to dedicate himself to God. And so I'm very impressed, John, that you embarked on that journey. And even though you were in your residency, you took your wife and you came all across the world to serve your fellow men and, and to love other people, to explore other cultures, to give more of the love you have for them and to receive more of the love that people have for you. And I really want to applaud you for that. And I can't wait to see what amazing stories God is got, uh, going to make out of you and how amazing you're going to be as a missionary provider. Great. Do you want to share a few uh, last thoughts with us, some advices, how we can love and be loved or how we can deepen actually our relationship with God even further? Um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. And um, I know I didn't talk much about my relationship with my wife, but that's been extra challenging um, with a long distance relationship during COVID and then getting married um, in America, not in Indonesia, like we wanted, and that being delayed and delayed. And um, that was a very challenging start to our marriage. And I'm many people who are married or in relationships know that that's difficult for, for you. You have difficult times. And I just hope that that's at an opportunity to, to delve into opportunities to um, what would what would Jesus do? How would he um, want you to be to do be loving and also recognizing that there's I'm sure there's many ways that others are blessing and loving you. So, Amen. And so that makes even further and stronger your relationship. This is how God loves us too. And that's the music. So it's the end of today's show for Total Health Live. Thank you to everybody that, um, you know, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, Elena. And thank you, Doc. And thank you, Lily. We'll see you again next week, um, Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. for more Total Health Live. Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam 7-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sijuas Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.